Hello, horror guys and gals, and welcome back to the We Love Horror podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything and anything horror. I am Michael, and today I have a very, very special guest joining me on this episode. Her name is Emma Bellamy. Uh, She is an actress, model, and someone that I am very lucky to call a very good friend. Uh, Welcome to the podcast today, Emma. I'm so excited that you're on. I'm so excited to be here too. Oh no, thank you for having me. It's re- it really is a pleasure. I know we kept postponing recording and stuff, but I'm so glad we finally got to do it. Yes. I also want to apologize that my voice is so bad. I'm like allergies just hit. I'm in oh. Kentucky. Pollen's horrible. Girl, I feel that. I wake up every day with allergies like I'm thinking of just going and getting like one of those allergy shots that you can get where it just like keeps you from having allergies all year round because I have year-round allergies it's not just seasonal for me it's like winter spring summer fall I have allergies no matter what (laughs) the snow the sun (laughs) yes (laughs) dead leaves air Air. (laughs) you know you got dust particles that float in the air I'm allergic to that you know you know, all that fun stuff. But no, you sound fabulous. You sound great. For the listeners, though, would you like to plug yourself in a little bit? Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, my name's Emma Bellamy. I'm uh, originally from Lexington, Kentucky. I lived in South Carolina for a few years, going to college. Um, I'm 23 years old, five foot, nine inches. I love to read, love art. Most of all, I love acting. Um, and I got into horror kind of with The Strangers Pray at Night. And it's kind of opened up some different opportunities for me. And I have some stuff in the works, hopefully for the future. So if there's any fans listening, stay with me. I swear I will get back to work. I'm trying. There was a pandemic. I was going to college. I've, I'm, I've got a degree, president's list. I got big brains. I got the wordle right today. I don't know. <laughs> girl, you, you just got it all. You've got My it all, My favorite color is garnet. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got it all and allergy. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sick again, so I, I'm not always sickly. It's just so only, only, only when she records with me. <laughs> just kidding. And the, and the first time I had COVID, you didn't. We didn't know each other then. No, no, we did not. <laughs> um, I remember... Oh, sorry. No, 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 you're good. I was just going to say, I remember the first time we talked, I think, what was it? We talked for like almost three hours. Mm-hmm. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> I had been quarantined in my room and I was like, oh my God, yes, somebody to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> we had such a blast too. Um, it was so much fun. Yeah. So I'm sorry. So I didn't... Back- I didn't, oh, mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Continue telling the to the listeners at home what, what you like to do and all that fun stuff. Yeah, um, I was just going to say we got to share our love of One Tree Hill and ended up talking about that for far too long. Like, we hardly even talked about the horror genre. We were just like, oh my God, that Brooke Peyton Lucas love triangle was so insane. <laughs> oh. 
girl. I know. I actually have something to show you. Hold on. Give me one okay. second. You're going to flip your shit. And the, yes, this is 100% going on the episode. I don't even care. <laughs> so I recently got this. And it is signed by Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So for the listener, it's right here on the three, actually. I don't know if you can see it. I cannot believe you got CM Squared to sign your shirt. Well, it was it was for like a charity thing he was doing. He was selling a bunch of them for charity and they were only like $100. And I was like, uh, um, yeah, I'm getting one because normally those would be like $300. <laughs> I should have sent you a link to it. I don't know why I didn't, but I was like, oh my God, I have to get one. But uh, yeah, for the listeners that don't know what I just showed Emma, it's a jersey from One Tree Hill. So go just a, Ravens. Go Ravens, girl. <laughs> I was actually um talking to one of my friends about doing a One Tree Hill podcast sometimes. So you should be a guest on that. I'd love to. I'd love Ugh. to. Be so much fun. I'm back on Gilmore <laughs> Girls right now. It's just so good. This endless cycle of just old CW and WB shows. That's <sighs> all I watch. They just don't make shows like they used to anymore everyone's all like on their phone and like oh you have the influencer character and then the date rapist and it's like these are so i'm so tired of these plot lines guys like let's come up with something fresh exactly like, come on a woman's impersonating somebody that's bribed by your real dad to marry your uncle like you just don't see those anymore <laughs> that that was a that was quite a storyline i'll tell you the jewel the jewels uh keith storyline <laughs> Maria Menounos e-correspondent and the whole time I'm like this is the lady that talks to me at the gas station what are you doing more <laughs> yeah and the funny thing is is I actually just went and saw a movie last night at the theater and she uh does like the Cinemark <laughs> opening and I was like why does she look so familiar and then I was like sitting there like I was like oh my god that's Jules I was like wow she has an aged day in her life damn oh, oh she's great <laughs> and that, one, um, that one vine with Justin Bieber and it's like I love your laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was her. Oh my God. That, that gives me everything I need in life. So. Like the relevancy of Maria Menounos, who never stopped seeing her everywhere. I know. Yeah. I, and I didn't even, and the crazy thing is that I didn't really know who she was really all that much until like One Tree Hill, but she was doing so much more before that. Yeah. She's been around a long so. time. Yeah plastic surgeon's number right <laughs> like because i want to look that good at like how real i'm guessing she's like in her 40s at least but oh yeah i would say yeah she probably started in her i would say like early mid 20s yeah yeah so she'd be like in her 40s i think his 40s really not that old no but still she still looks great i mean she still has an age today in 20 years <sighs> screw her right <laughs> oh man but yeah for uh sorry that was a that was a little bit of a tangent wasn't it emma <laughs> that's okay though um we're, we're we're all about uh all different interests in this in this uh genre here even if it's not just horror we talk about a lot of things i talk about taylor swift a lot on this podcast people are probably sick of hearing it but <laughs> love her so um but um yeah, so I guess my first question to you, Emma, is like, what got you into acting? Like, what what made you want to become an actress? Yeah, um, it's actually an interesting journey for me because 
I guess where it really started is I started modeling when I was 13. I had grown up watching America's Next Top Model. I'd always been really tall. And so when I turned 13, I, I looked like a 22-year-old. My family was like, here, get in front of cameras. Like, and I was like, okay, sounds good to me. Yeah. And so then I did. And then I did that for a few years. And um, I kind of got burnt out by it. It just kind of, you know... I didn't like the pressure to lose weight, like being a 15 year old who's already been on like three different kinds of diets, like stopped appealing to me. And like, I started realizing, oh, this is messed up. And this is like deeply, you know, affected me mentally. Um, So I just kind of started like pushing away from that. And around the same time, I just started high school and I was in this drama class and the teacher was like, you should be on this beach and debate team. Like you have a lot of potential. I was like, I don't really feel like debating. And he was like, well, it's not really debate. I mean, you can debate, but then there's this whole other section that's just like acting. And I'm like, well, I can get into that. So then I did that and I loved it. And I got to compete in acting and um, do like 10 minute monologues and um, write nationally in improv and when state for a dramatic monologue my senior year and like take Look my at you. I know I have my big old trophies like somewhere back in storage and I whip them out sometimes whenever I'm feeling down on myself <laughs> girl you should never feel down about yourself you've accomplished so many like things in your life that I can't even like I need to get on your level here as far as accomplishing things <laughs> I, I had like this streak of like just accomplishing things and then, like, I went to college, discovered alcohol, and was like, I'm good. I'm done accomplishing things for a while. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, and so then I was switching over agencies, and I, you know, at the time I was with another agency, and we were really focusing on modeling, and they were the people who discovered Jennifer Lawrence and Louisville, um, so I was like, I can make a big like like her, and then I never did, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, um, so I to a much smaller agency, but I really clicked with the people there. Um, images, model and talent, Lexington, Kentucky. I still work for them. I'm still, you know, a part of their roster anyway. But so then they were like, Oh, you should be an actress. You're really good at acting. Let's like train you, get you out and see agents. And so then that's kind of how I got connected. That's how I um, got with the strangers. They, they, I got that audition through them. Um, and through another agency in Cincinnati because they were filming in um, Northern Kentucky and uh, in Ohio. Um, I think mainly just Kentucky. I don't really think that there was a shot of Cincinnati, but it was on the Kentucky side. Mm, okay. For for listeners who don't know, <laughs> Kentuckians are like, we're like, oh, like there's the Kentucky part of Cincinnati and the Ohio part. Yeah. A lot of people are like, but Cincinnati's in Ohio. And it's like, you can stay thinking that, but it's like my Cincinnati is in Kentucky. Like the well, big part is technically Ohio, but there's like a lot of the surrounding areas in Kentucky. Right. Well, it's kind of like Kansas City, Missouri and Kansas City, Kansas. Like it's like literally like on the border of Kansas and Missouri. So it's like <clears throat> kind of goes into both yeah. jurisdictions. So, so it gets a little bit confusing to people because they're like, wait, Kansas yeah. City, Missouri or Kansas City, Kansas. And I'm like, you know, they don't. It's the same thing. But <laughs> Same <laughs> city today it's like it's the same same genre of people live there so exactly I I, I'm curious because I'm curious to know like what the audition process was for this movie because as I guess I I'm sure the listeners and you know and 
I know Dollface doesn't say a whole lot in the movie. I mean, she has a few prominent lines that are pretty memorable, but for the most part, she doesn't have a lot of dialogue. So how was like the audition process for Dollface for you? Yeah, I mean, I had done a big old handful chunk of auditions by the time I had done that one. Um, I was 18. Yeah, I was 18 at the time. And um, anyway, so I get um, I get the email that has like, you know, the part of the script and it decides for the audition. And I'm like, is there more? It's like, I had, um, it was, I had like the, it's Tamara home. And um, are you going to shoot me? I think those were like the two lines. And I'm like, okay, well not much to memorize here. I think I got it. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was talking about what a big deal it was because like the first Strangers was such a big movie but I really wasn't that into horror at the time yeah I had never even heard of it and I was like my mom drove me to the audition in Cincinnati it was about an hour and a half away and I sat on my phone and watched the movie like on my phone on the way to the audition and basically what they were looking for is they wanted a local actress um to get in with the tax incentive I think they had to have like some kind of percentage of like local talent um that was tall and blonde that could kind of match the general look of Gemma Ward, um, who's gorgeous and iconic. I was like obsessed with Gemma Ward. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I could take her place. Like that was the biggest part for me. Cause <sighs> growing up modeling, I had like always looked up to her and I like, always thought she was like the coolest and like so glamorous and awesome. Um, so like, that was a really big honor for me. But I, anyway, I rolled up to the audition. It's, other tall blonde Kentucky Ohio <laughs> girls and like I walk in I think I was like maybe the first one to audition like we got there early me and my mom were like rolling in early you're like first and, in line this is like Black Friday after Thanksgiving I need to get here on time I'm here early <laughs> I think it maybe we just like honestly misgaged like how long it would take us but we were there so quickly and like it was just it was like in this weird office. It looked like the office to like an old ballet studio. It was like upstairs in this old building. I don't know. But so like I go up and they have the camera and it's like two casting directors and they hand me like a mask that I think they got at like Party City. It was just like one of those plain masks. Oh, so it wasn't the actual doll face mask. Yeah. It was a plain Oh, interesting. Mask. And just like, I think a kitchen knife one of them brought from home. Like I think they were just like <laughs> scrambling to get this audition together. And they were just like, here are these two objects. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> cool. I'll just hold these guys. And anyway, so then like, they're like, okay. Like they kind of went through like what they wanted me to do. They wanted to see me do some actions. They wanted to see me like drop the knife. They wanted to see me, they didn't want me to like chase them around and stab them. But like, <laughs> they, wanted to, they, wanted me to, they wanted to engage my physicality. And actually in the, are you going to shoot me scene? I was supposed to take my mask off then too mm -hmm. uh, in the script that's how it was written and so i was doing that and acting my little little 18 year old ass off um for these guys with the two lines i was given <laughs> <laughs> and then i was supposed to hear back in a week and i didn't hear back in a week and i'm like well that was a really big audition i'm sure there were a lot of you know a lot of girls that went up for it um I wasn't like super bad hurt but I was you know disappointed yeah uh, and then two weeks later my agent calls me and she's like 
Emma, sit down. And I was like, no way. And then I fell mm-hmm. down because I didn't sit down in time because I figured it out. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I had been talking to IMDb page and like Martin Henderson, Christina Hendricks and Bailey Madison were all like signed on. Oh, I think maybe yeah. even Lewis too, but I, for some reason I'm thinking he may have come in later too. But yeah, they, they casted all the strangers kind of last. I don't think Damien was on there yet. Yeah, I was freaking so out. Cool. I'm like, we're going from Gemma to Emma, baby. We're dropping the G and just going straight into this. Yes. <laughs> well, and I thought it was, I thought it was, um, I want to touch on something because you actually brought something up that I wanted to bring up next uh, when you were talking about how um, uh, you were watching the movie with her in it and that you like were like, it was such an honor to play her. And that's like, it's an, it's amazing to like step into the shoes of her and like play the same iconic character. But like when I watched it the first time, I had no idea that it was two separate actresses. Like I would not have had any idea because you did such a good job, um, like pretty much mimicking her every like move in the first movie. If I didn't know that it was two different people, I would assume that Gemma Ward came back on for the strangers pray at night. So like you did such a fantastic job with like her mannerisms, her movements, like the way she just fantastic. Like you did so great. Um, so I, um, was there like any, you're welcome. Was there like any prep that you did beforehand to kind of like get her movements right or anything like that? Um, Honestly, I think a lot of that kind of boils down to coincidence, which is probably one of the reasons they casted me just based off of a lot of physicality. But, you know, I did watch the movie. I did kind of study her and the way that she did that character because it was, you know, she did make a really iconic character out of Dollface. And so I wanted to like bring that same spirit and like mimic that energy more than anything. And I think just the similarities in our movement kind of came from just that that playfulness that's in that character. It's <laughs> scary yeah freaking playfulness and yeah. like how happy she is to be hacking people up and like, no fucks have, given no fucks given life. at all <laughs> not a single flying fuck given and so like that for sure and it's actually really funny because a lot of people just like will be like you did such a good job in the first strangers and i have to be like actually fun fact um i would have been 10 if that was true <laughs> Um, and I think it was very obviously not a 10 year old girl, um, but good job on the math, you guys. <laughs> You're like, I and will I take the like, compliment though. <laughs> You're like, Hey, you know what? <laughs> Sometimes I'm like too lazy to explain the difference. I'm like, oh, thank you. I, I really loved, um, being in, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean to, to on Stranger Tides and the John Mayer <laughs> Daughters video, um. Those were also honors to work on. <laughs> right, it was fabulous. It was such a good time. <laughs> I also, I also think you forgot to mention. Um, you were also in Fergie's MILF video, MILF Money. Oh, it was, and forgot so. I was in MILF Money. Yeah. <laughs> there are, like, all kinds of things. She'll pop up, and I'm like, oh, I guess you're in that too. Yeah, that was the, the thing that's funny about the MILF Money one is I didn't even know she was in it, and then I was like, oh my god, that's Jenna Ward. I like went back and watched it again. I was like, oh, Jenna Ward. Yeah. Emma <laughs> girl yes and like part of me, I wonder if she knows I exist like I feel like I have better chances than most people of Gemma Ward knowing I exist you were like one degree away from Gemma Ward 
at this point. You're not even six degrees of Kevin Bacon away from Gem Award. You are like literally one letter and one movie away from Gem Award. So there you go. One of my favorite game to play is like my degrees from celebrities. I think right now I'm at three from Harry Styles, which was a big one. Girl. And one or two degrees from Andrew Garfield, which is another big one. That is pretty big. Yeah. It's pretty big. I was an extra in Tragedy Girls. I think it's still on Hulu with um, Alexandra Ship. And she played his girlfriend in Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He, he kicked some prom decorations at me, <laughs> which I guess you could loosely translate to. I have um, I've also kissed Andrew Garfield in like a weird way. Uh, I go. like that jump. There you go. And one day, <laughs> one day... <laughs> Well, and one day you're going to be acting with him. I know it. Yeah, I'm definitely um, at that caliber. <laughs> I think you are. Just don't don't forget about us small people when you become super famous, Emma. Okay, just pro- just just promise me right now you'll remember this interview with me. Always. <laughs> you won't you won't forget it. about I'll, me. I'll remember it, and then my allergies will start acting up. Every time <laughs> every time I get sick, I'll think of this interview. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh man that's yeah that's i mean the the physicality with you of this film um the way that you portray her character which i thought she she does have personality in the first one but i think what you brought to her character in the second movie because like i said previously she doesn't have a lot of lines i mean she has you know pretty iconic lines as far as like that movie goes and stuff as far as the second and the first movie goes but other than that, she's just wearing a mask most of the movie. So I think it's really cool that you were able to bring like yourself, like your kind of personality into it. Not just, I'm not saying that you're like a psychopathic killer. That's not what I meant, (laughs) but I'm just saying like you, you brought flair to her character aside from her just being a killer in a mask. Like, I think that's what sets her character apart from so many other um, characters of that same, you know, status is like, you just really put your own, flair on it and I really appreciated that absolutely and it is it's hard because you put the mask on and you feel like you need to overdo all your movements because your like face isn't there and like I'm a very emotive person like yeah I have lots of facial expressions hand gestures and stuff so like when my face is covered up it's like an Italian like with their hands tied like it's like so then I'm like overcompensating with like all my other bodies (laughs) There there were times when like the director would be the director Johannes would be like Okay, can we do another take and like tone it down? <laughs> like, okay. And another thing too is, you know, I always had a knife on me and there were three different prop knives. There was like a dulled down, like actual metal knife, a plastic knife for any kind of like hand-to-hand combat and then a retractable knife for any stabbing. Um, I really liked the metal knife just because it you could just feel like the weight of it was so much like more legit and like it was a knife like there was like yeah. a safety hazard like there had to be a lot of precautions taken a lot of um safety measures taken like when that knife was on set um and everyone knew like all the actors anyone who was going to be on set knew that was like a real knife even though it had been dulled um anyway but I remember like one day Bailey Madison turned to me I think we we're doing like press photos like on set one day and she was like you were really comfortable with that knife (laughs) and I was like I don't know if this is a compliment 
I mean, like, yes, I sh- I hope I would hope I would be because like my character is obviously very comfortable with the knife. But um, anyway, I was like trying to explain. I'm like, yeah, like growing up, me and my dad you like throw knives and axes in the backyard after school. Like, you know, I was just I grew up around a lot of sharp objects. Like we would play in <laughs> sword fights. Like that was like how me and my dad bonded. It wasn't like throwing ball in the backyard, like playing catch in the backyard. It was like, let's choreograph a detailed like sword fighting sequence. From Lord of the Rings or something. Or like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. And then like, yeah, like helms stuff and like a suit of armor and it's like let's just put on suits of armor and beat the shit out of each other with sharp <laughs> not and i'm like i love you too dad <laughs> this was a great so experience I mean, like, dad I, I love you so much let's do it again next we love, week <laughs> so much bonding <laughs> yeah. here. so like how do i explain this to uh, bailey madison that yes i am like way too comfortable with knives <laughs> yeah it's a good option i'm just like flinging knives around and there's a video somewhere on my twitter of me like throwing an axe i think i tagged damien i'm like yeah i bet you couldn't do this it was like before i like axe throwing was like legitimately a thing that you would do you, you know yeah before it was like a i guess a sport now people people yeah I mean, i'm sure it was a sport but it wasn't like you had like the bars and stuff that you would go throw axes at i mean this is like yeah. i don't even know if it's legal but we would just find a tree stump in our backyard. And my dad's like, all right, I must stand here and throw it as hard as you can. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'll give it a try. So you're like, thanks, dad, for <laughs> yeah, you're like, thanks, dad, for preparing me for this future role that I didn't know I was gonna have yet. But thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and didn't you um I remember um, briefly, like you telling me a funny story about that whole like knives thing with Bailey Madison. Do you want to tell the listeners what? Because I think you know what I'm talking about, right? With her, yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, please, please tell the listeners that story because I that that's just so funny to me. Um, somebody I think sent me this interview, and this is like I was already in college. I remember reading it in my library, writing a French paper, and I was like, I need a, a brief reprieve. <laughs> A brief break. Brief break. <laughs> if you would have asked the girl who was reading this interview for the first time, she would have known. Um, anyway, so I'm reading this article. It was like, oh my gosh. Christina Hendricks was like my actual mom. Like she took me under her wing. She was so great. Martin Henderson too was just like so fun to work with. Like I've always admired his work and like, Lewis feels like my brother. He's my best friend. He's so nice. And the strangers are so nice too. Like Damien is just like a joy to be around. He's like the, he brings so much joy to set every time he's there. I loved like eating dinner and lunch with him. He was great. And Leah was so brave and talented and had all these fun, cool stories. And Emma was really scary. (laughs) Emma was like, I was intimidated by Emma. She, um, she like really liked those knives <laughs> and that was like all that was said about me everyone was like oh I love them he's so fun and funny and she's so great and it was like Emma's creepy <laughs> oh. and then like I'm reading this and I'm like all right <laughs> I didn't know I was a method actor <laughs> like I don't know whether to take this as a compliment or an insult but and here I am, like a little college library, like drinking my coffee with my sorority sisters. And I'm like, oh, I'm the psychopath. Like, here I am, this big, scary woman crying over French. 
yeah, so intimidating. <laughs> I haven't showered in five days, Bailey. <laughs> Leave me alone. Hung <laughs> over from last week. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. No, when you told me that story, because I don't think I've ever seen that interview with Bailey Madison. Um, so that was, was like, like a. Oh, okay. I don't even know if I could find it. It's like somewhere deep in my camera roll, but. Yeah, because that was like a shock to me when you told me that. Like, I legitimately, I think, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's a. Uh, hey, you know, at least she, at least she talked about you. That's cool, right? And I will say, like, she saw Damien and Leah a lot more because um, <laughs> Leah um, Pinup was also like a stunt double and like helped with like stunt coordination. So like whenever there was a stunt on set, like she would be around. Mm -hmm. Even though like Pinup wasn't really in the movie a whole lot, like Leah was there a whole lot. And then Damien, where I was like a local talent, I would go home when I was done. Like I would sleep in my cousin's house at night and then like drive back to Lexington. Um, but, like Damien just had nothing better to do. So he was just there all day. Like <laughs> I would come to set and there would be, Damien was just always around. Like, yeah always and um yeah anyway so like everyone got a chance to like get to know each other I think a lot better than me because I just wasn't on set as much um so I mean the time she did see me and they did try to keep the strangers and like that um family actors like separate because I wanted that fear to be genuine when we were filming which is like yeah totally strong directorial move but, like once everyone started getting killed off and there were only only so many actors on set to like hang out with it was like then we would all just kind of talk to each other. Like they were all talented actors enough to like be freaked out by us. And we have masks on too when we're filming. Well, and even if it's so like, like a like, fake knife, I feel like it would still be terrifying to be chased by, like if you were wearing a mask and you were chased, like, I feel like that fear would be genuine. I'd be like, no, yeah. Well, <laughs> I was scared to have that. I was like, ah! <laughs> 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 it's really working. It's in my hand. And I'm like, oh! <laughs> but yeah, there was like, it was a creepy, creepy set. So like you walk on the set and you immediately felt very immersed in the story because they had built um, like their own trailer park. There was um, a neighborhood that was a little too close to the Cincinnati airport. And so the airport had totaled all the houses um, but oh. there were still the roads and the street lamps. So then they just had to bring in the um, trailers and then they always have fog machines going. We only ever shot in the middle of the night. Um, and it was like by this wood, like by the woods and there were coyotes and you could hear them rustling behind you. And there was this one time, I forget what, it's like the scene where, um, oh, I'm horrible. What, what was Bailey's character's name? Oh, uh, Kinsey? Kinsey, yeah, I knew that. I just like <clears throat> had been saying Bailey and I couldn't get it to click in my head. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but like, yeah, Kinsey runs up to the fence and I'm chasing her. And so they had me like back behind a tree for a while before they like started rolling, like getting everything else set up. And I like, I'm like, this is the plastic knife. If there's a coyote, I'm screwed. <laughs> I could hear him. I could hear him howling. They could smell me. I know they could. And Ooh. I'm like, please call action. I had my mic on. I was like, please, can you recall action? Please. Like, no one around, like in like 50 feet probably 100 feet away Ooh. and they don't I, i'm like did they forget about me like <laughs> anyone know if i got eaten by these coyotes would they notice like, <laughs> they'd be like okay emma we need you. where's emma she's been oh, okay well i don't know <laughs> you're like you're like being torn apart by coyotes well, in the background 
<laughs> guys, we gotta recast. We gotta recast all face. <laughs> anyway, but there were a lot of. But they would have me wander out in the woods, and there'd be like no one near me. Like I think the second time I do the like is camera home bit. They like had the shot of me like walking away into the trees. Mm, yeah, and it felt like I had been walking for hours, and I was like okay guys can we call cut <laughs> I started like talking to myself under my breath because I'm like oh my god like how long are they gonna have me keep walking out here and then when I walked back to set they were all laughing because I completely forgot I have a oh. mic on and I'm sitting here like complaining about how how long <laughs> they're gonna have me walk out into these trees oh my god you're like these motherfuckers uh, are not getting paid enough mother- for this these <laughs> <laughs> I am not getting paid enough. I'm calling my agent in the morning because this is some bullshit. <laughs> no, everyone was so great. Um, that was just super traumatizing and embarrassing for me. It really wasn't that bad. It was just like, well, how long am I gonna keep walking through here? Like, I'm, I'm in the woods. Seriously. <laughs> Again, it's so creepy because it's the middle of the night. Like, it feels like the middle of nowhere, even though my aunt's house was just, like, a mile down the road. But, yeah. um, which was another funny story. Like, it was, like, right in this place. I knew exactly where it was. I go to an antique show there, like, twice a year, like, right where the set is. Oh, that's cool. Like, oh, my God. Like, it was just, like, weird. I knew exactly, like, where the set was. You're like, this um, feels like home to me. I'm in, my, I'm in my own backyard, literally. <laughs> my own backyard just like an hour and 45 minutes away but (laughs) yeah it was a place that I knew I mean because it's Burlington it was in Burlington Kentucky Burlington and Florence Kentucky is where we shot the um like warehouse studio set block lot was in Florence which is where my cousin lives oh okay (laughs) where I stayed and they're like we can put you up in a house I'm like I don't want to live in a house with like strange men I've still identify as a child i'm good living with my in my cousin's basement for two months yeah it was probably easier probably one on your sanity and two on your you know on your yeah. wallet i'm sure i don't know if they were charging you to stay there or anything oh okay okay <laughs> i would assume they wouldn't but i was like you know there's you never know yeah <clears throat> and i looked up like where like the it was either an extended stay. I think they, I think they got like an Airbnb kind of situation, like a few houses for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, like where they had said that I could stay. It was like so much farther away than like where my cousin lives. So I'm like, no, this, uh, the air mattress in the basement's fine for me. <laughs> the drive is a lot shorter, so yeah, like the shorter. And it drive. was like you know, oh, and just like having to switch from like normal days to like going like from at night like when I would drive home from set I it like the sun was coming up and I'm like like, I, like I'm still covered like in blood residue and I'm like I can't <laughs> <laughs> you're like you'd probably go home you don't even shower you just collapse you into just bed lay in the blood and it was like yeah it was the summer before my freshman year of college and so at home, which is like, crazy because you were still in high school right yeah I mean you... I, I got casted while I was still in high school but I had already graduated by the time we started filming oh, okay um, but like everyone was having 
graduation parties and I had to miss a lot of my friends graduation parties but then I would roll up to a graduation party and the way they did my hair is they like would put it in like it started off with two braids and then like the more we like stayed on set it was like four braids by the end of it like I looked ridiculous <laughs> and roll like <laughs> like it was like on the verge of cultural appropriation but they would like <laughs> They would keep my hair in these braids and then like take it out like right before we started filming. And then like mm-hmm. once they called cut hair back in braids for an entire summer, my hair was like oh, in braids. Damn. Um, to get that like crimpy look that the character has in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then like I cannot French braid. So like when there were there were days when I wouldn't be going back to set from set, I'd be coming from home. Like my mom would have to do it. I have like so many pictures of like my mom braiding my hair, like the hair and makeup people braiding my hair. I spent the entire, I looked like Post Malone. That's what I looked look like. I looked Love like that. Post Malone the entire summer. I went to these graduation parties and everyone's cute with their like cute little curly hair. And I'm just like Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You, Congratulations you... guys. We did it. <laughs> we did it guys. You like my braids? <laughs> Oh. I'm sure you look stunning. You my life, new me, new hair, new hair. I'll have to send you some pictures. I, I just looked weird. Like it, it was just like almost normal looking, but then there was like a weird third braid in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. all, it was almost pigtails, almost. <laughs> and then like three little ratty like looking braids in the back. And then like just the middle, random middle one love that and they wanted it to look they wanted my hair to look uncut like unkempt so they, they didn't dye it or anything they trimmed they cut a lot off of it but um they would use like root touch up that was a lot darker uh-huh. and like spray my roots really like thick with like i think it was like, a really dark blonde um thing and then like that wouldn't wash out of my hair either like it took me so long to like get back to blonde oh. there's like just residue of like root touch up <laughs> you're like this is fine <laughs> the, the, the shower's just brown and in the hair and makeup trailer too there was like a mannequin head with like like my hair on it so i'm like you mean this like i would just kind of stare at it as they were like pulling my hair like tightly into braids and like putting me through like torture i'm like this could have been a wig so easily <laughs> like I, i'm looking at it and it, I, i'm looking at it but like, they're like oh, it's so much better. You're like, why isn't why am I not wearing the wig that's on the mannequin? But okay. I mean, Everyone else gets a wig. Beauty <laughs> is pain. <laughs> Beauty is pain, Emma. Beauty is pain. I know. Uh, <laughs> the mask, they would like clip, they would it had like a leather strap on it, and they would tie it and like judge my hair over it and then like pin it in. So like between takes and sometimes between scenes, there was like do you mind leaving it on? And I'm like, sure. And they had like a little hole in the mouth and like they, they would bring me water bottles with straws. And like, I would just like be walking around set in the mask on because it was so hard to like put back on and take off. Yeah. You have that picture on social media too of you sitting in, in your in your chair drinking like the, <laughs> I love it. That's what it looked like. Except sometimes like people, like people, on, I would forget I had it on. Um, especially like when we were on like the studio set and not like the on location set. Um, but like, I would just kind of like walk around 
forget I have it on and like go up and like ask like one of the sound guys a question or like go up and ask somebody a question and they'd like turn around and like flip out. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. It's the mask. I can't take it off. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a kind of a permanent yeah. fixture at this point. Sorry guys. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I love that. Uh I was gonna ask you, are there like any so did you do most of like your own stunts like uh specifically did you uh kick down that bathroom door was that was that all you or was that someone else i begged i begged to kick down that bathroom door i really really (laughs) really wanted to kick down that bathroom door but alas i did not um because that concrete angel thing that the um stunt double used to kick down that bathroom door was Mm -hmm. so heavy and I have noodle arms and they were like, <laughs> look at yourself, analyze the situation. And do you really think you can do that? And I was like, no, I can't. You're like, I like, can try. She's like, <laughs> she does MMA and like wait lists every day. She can do it. We know she can do it. We know, we know she can do it. Like, okay. And she was great. Um, the only, that was like just that little sequence there. And when I watch it, I can tell it's not me. But um, I don't know if anyone else can tell. I like, can't. Yeah, it looks like, pretty, pretty flawless to me, but. Yeah. yeah, I do like the little running, the little running to the bathroom door is me. Yeah. Like once she's in, like once Dollface is in the bathroom, it's me. So it's really just that part. And then oh, okay. um, just the gunshot um, pull from the car, like when she's getting blasted out of the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was the only other stunt that wasn't me. So really, like, well, just like the truly dangerous, dangerous things, or the <laughs> things that I was physically incapable of doing. I'm sure you totally could have flung yourself from a car. Things. So, hey, so the rest of it was just all you. I, girl. Once I saw that, once I saw the rig in the setup, I'm like, this looks so fun, and I want to do it so bad, so badly. Because, like, she had, like, a harness on under her thing, and then they would, like, they had a rope, and then, like, when uh, Bailey would, like, cock the gun or whatever, she would just, like, like, into the mats. Like, so the cool. rope would retract and, like, pull it. It oh. looked so fun. I'm, like, I kind of want to do it for shits and giggles. Like, <laughs> I was so jealous. Did they ever let you do so it jealous, for shits and I'm giggles? Also, like, no, because of, like... Oh. The union. That's a bummer. <laughs> I could have gotten hurt. I'm not Tom Cruise. I don't do all my own stunts because it's like my first major motion picture and no one trusts me. <laughs> you must be this tall to ride this harness ride. Sorry, I'm yeah. a, you missed you missed the cut by like an inch. <laughs> one day. But like oh, but my stand up was so great. I can't remember her name, but Judy was like so nice. And like a lot of things, like one thing about stunt doubles people don't know is like they're also in charge of like when you have any kind of stunt, they're the ones giving you your padding. They're the ones like showing you how to do the stunt other than like the stunt coordinator himself mm-hmm. or herself. But like my stunt double like really, cause like after I get shot out of the car, there was like a lot of crawling that I had to do that like, I think some of it even got cut cause I felt like I was on the ground crawling for like two hours straight. <laughs> yeah. And I was covered in like bruises too from it. Which I didn't tell anyone because they would have freaked out and been like, you can sue. And I'm like, I'm not going to no. some bruises. I was just committed yeah. to my fault. <laughs> it's all my fault. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, but like, you know, I had pads for that. And like, she, you know, made sure I was all padded up. And after I would do like any kind of stunt, she'd be like, do you need any more padding? Like anything go wrong? Like, what can we do to make this better and more comfortable for you? It's like, she was great. And like the role of stunt double is just so much more than you think. Mm-hmm. And I, that was one of my big takeaways and like learning the industry from that movie is like, you know, stunt doubles and the importance of stunt doubles. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, like there. I feel like they're a huge part of the movie that a lot of people don't realize, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because when we watch it, we don't. I mean, sometimes I guess it's kind of obvious to tell that it's a stunt double compared to an actual person. But like in this movie, for example, like I can't tell that it's you were the stunt double. Like that's why I assumed like you did all of that. Yeah. I was like, wow, should look at her, her go. But um, I, if I had it my way. I would have at least tried. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was down, I was so down to do all of them. I'm like, like I said, I'm very comfortable with knives. What's what's getting flung around and beating a door down? <laughs> oh, you look very comfortable with knives, especially in that scene where you uh, you take the like. I love that moment where you're uh, confronting. Uh, oh my gosh, Christina and uh, Bailey Madison in the kitchen, and you just take the knife and you just stab down like that is ugh, so cool the way you did it. That was my first day really on set. And I wasn't even supposed to shoot that day. And um, I wasn't supposed to actually stab the table, but I ended up stabbing the table a whole lot. Um, But I thought it looked really good. So they were like, just, yeah, keep doing that. That's fine. Um, And that was the real knife you used, right? That was the real knife. That was okay. Um, Anyway, but I am... I arrived on set to like go over like more hair and makeup stuff. I think that's when they cut my hair mm-hmm. uh, in the hair and makeup trailer. And then like I had some fittings or something and then we kind of got the outfits figured out and the way they liked it. And then they were like, how would you feel about just like filming tonight? And I was like, pardon? Like I, <laughs> I love your energy, but I have none of my stuff with me. Um, I have no idea where I'm going to stay because my cousin wasn't expecting me until like a day or two later. Yeah. Um, it's like, I call my cousin. I'm like, hey, is there any way you could like get the basement ready and stuff and maybe <laughs> like, lend me a, some PJs? And so he and his wife were so great. And they went to Walmart and like bought me some PJs and like sh- shampoo and conditioner and a toothbrush and like got the air mattress all set up for me like in a moment's notice. And then I was like whirlwinded into like, you know, this movie yeah. like, by fire. They're just like, oh, you're on set? Get in that trailer. We're shooting this big scene. They hand me the knife and they're like, so just go in, stab it, but don't really, don't really stab the table. And then chase them. My question <laughs> like, is, how are you supposed to, stuff. well, my question is, how are you supposed to take a real knife and like, you're supposed to like pretend like to stab, how do you do that without like actually doing it? Like how do they expect you not to like stab? I don't, you know what I mean? I just feel like that would look so like unrealistic, you know? Exactly. What I like, like I don't know, like what came. I got like very into the scene, like the first time we did it, and like you know, they tell you a million things before they all action. They're like, "We're gonna do this," and like hit this mark and this mark there, and you know, you want to be, you know, play with the knife for about this long. You know, wait for like this general reaction to do this, and then like, so I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is a lot to remember." let's go like let's fucking go i'm ready <laughs> <It's> ready. To- <laughs> let's just 
let's just do it and see how it turns out. And then we'll go from there. Anyway, so then I'm like, I'm in the scene. I'm like, I don't even know where my marks are. I'm like, I'm like, I'm in it. And I'm just like, fuck it. And like hit the table. It goes in and I'm like pulling it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anyway, but like it did, it added like that thud that like you can definitely tell in like the movement, how genuine that is. And it almost adds like a bit of like, you know, drawing jump scare. Yeah. Which, you know, I think is what made it such a good scene. Cause like, that's the one that people ask me about the most. Um, this is that first, the first time we see Dollface and the stabbing the table. Oh, so great. Like it's such a, it's like such an iconic moment for that introduction of her, like with the mask and stuff. And I remember like watching it in the theater cause she like Dollface is like my favorite character, like out of the, out of the killers. Like she's my, she's my favorite. Um, I even have, I, I, I showed you last time we talked, I have like her mask and I have pinups, uh, the pinup girl masks too. Um, but yeah, I just, so like just to see her on screen again and like to see that that first scene where she comes wearing the mask and stuff, I was like, oh shit, here we go. And then she stabs the knife down and I was like, fuck. Yeah, it was it was intense to say the least. The, the knife stab goes down. Like, cue the party's just begun by the Cheetah Girls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're not playing. That's what was going to my head in that scene, if anyone was wondering. Like, oh, was it? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think there was any my head when I was filming that no let the bodies hit the floor was the one that was going into your head heads will roll (laughs) yeah there we go (laughs) some heavy metal shit right there psycho killer yes uh, talking heads (laughs) actually I'm trying to think of like what music I would have been listening to because I did kind of have I was listening to like um Vienna by Ultravox but it's just kind of creepy and like those were just like the vibes I probably had that in my head or When You Die by um, MGMT. Mm-hmm. That was another good one that I would listen to to kind of get in, into the spirit of things. I remember Bailey Madison even made a Spotify playlist to promote Strangers. I'm like, this was just not the vibe that I had when I was <laughs> I'm like, I was li- like, because I listened to a lot of 80s music. So like when I saw it in theaters for the first time and they had like this 80s soundtrack, I was like, fuck yes. Because this, yeah. like, this is like what I was kind of into at the time. It was like 80s alternative. Well, they have like a lot more popular 80s, but they had some alternative. Um, anyway, but like that, <laughs> I, I was listening to a lot of like, maybe not like more upbeat songs, but just like with really dark undertones. That's yeah. kind of what I, that was my jam. That's always fun. Yes. Um, I was going to ask you, because were there like specific things that you... Um, when you like read the script and then when you were actually on set, were there certain things that you um, kind of wanted to bring to the character that weren't exactly in the script? It's kind of like little, just little um, moments to kind of give her more flair and more personality. I'm always curious because I feel like there's some scenes that I watch in movies where I'm like, was that planned? Was that, there was, there's certain things that I'm like, was that planned or was that like improvised on the day? So I guess that was like my next question for you. Was there like anything that you came up to the director or anybody on set and you're like, can I try this? Like, did you like experiment a lot with like the character of Dollface? Yeah. Yeah. I would say there were some things that, you know, when I first read the script, I mean, because we're like masked and we don't really talk, there's not really a whole lot of character cues. Yeah. Uh, it's just mainly like actions 
Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, there, there were some. I honestly, I have the script somewhere in my room. I just have it picked it up in a bit. But um, I'm sure there were some. But, you know, from what I remember of it, it was like you kind of got the general sense of who this character is and like the way that they want to murder these people. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, from the first movie we talked about, you know, just the flair that Jim Award had um, with the character. So I knew that. And I like, honestly, like I wanted her to be like flirty. Like, yeah. and I think that comes from um, what I've read about serial killers and the, how a lot of them like get off. <laughs> Yes. Like killing people. And like I knew that. Like in my extensive like knowledge of John Wayne Gacy Jr., like some people were like Titanic kids or like um Donner Party kids. I was John I was John Wayne Gacy Jr. kid. I like I know everything about that man. I know everything about that man. Um <laughs> anyway, so like I knew that he was getting off to killing people. I'm like Dolphins is gonna get off to killing people like she's gonna enjoy it this is like better than sex for her yes Dollface said as a virgin like virgin little me like <laughs> she's gonna be so sexy <laughs> that should be her tagline <laughs> killing is better than sex Dollface. <laughs> we're not virgin <laughs> yeah you're like i'm not like other girls killing is better than sex for me yeah no, but like there was a scene, like again, first time on set, I don't know where I got the balls to do this, but I like went up to Johannes. It was like when I was supposed to be killing um the mom, Christina Hendricks. I was like, what if I was like playing with her hair? Like what if I was like grabbing, what if I was like really enjoying it? Like, like yeah. I really wanted to like make it very close and like weirdly intimate. Like, you know, I wanted it to be an intimate thing. You know, it's a stabbing, it's not a shooting. It's deeply intimate and personal. Mm. Yeah, I wanted it to feel that way. I wanted that to kind of bring something very unsettling to it. You know, that to me is just very, very unsettling. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Instead of just like holding on to her to keep her still, so I could keep stabbing her, I wanted it to be like, I'm enjoying this so much. Um, savoring in this moment. Savoring it. Yeah. Savoring watching your daughter cry as I watch her look at you on murdering you, like. I wanted it to look like she was just having the time of her life <laughs> murdering. That was like, I don't know if I'm really like bringing that to the character, but that was definitely like a big part of my characterization and a big part of just like the demeanor I wanted her to have and just the characteristics and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Which I love because that was the scene that came to mind when I actually brought that question up to you is uh that that bathroom scene in specific because it, like i saw exactly what you described it's very like intimate in like the most disturbing way because you can tell like yeah. it's almost like very like very sexual in a way too like she's like very close to her and like the fact that she's playing with her hair and then she's just kind of like you know taking a moment to kind of you know, savor, savor it before she does it is it's just like such a good moment. And the, the fact that you like came up with that on your own the day of like that, that uh, scene is really cool to me that you like went up to the director and were like, can I try this? Cause I think it's really cool when actors and actresses um, really put trust in the director or vice versa, where the director puts trust in their actors to be able to give them kind of like that leeway to um, really experiment with things, especially as we as we both have stated, like it's hard to 
make a character out of somebody that's wearing a mask the whole time. So I think those little moments really make a difference. Absolutely. You know, I am. Um, one thing about that, though, is um, I had a note from, I think, hair and makeup because Christina was wearing like head hair pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, mess, I was messing her hair up bad. Oh, shit. <laughs> and real, I was messing it up really badly. And hair and makeup was like, can we like tone that down a little too? Like, we gotta t- do this take a few different times, like in a few different ways. So maybe just stop. Maybe just don't touch her to hair. Yeah, they like hair and makeup did not like me for that. They didn't hate me. They loved me. I loved hair and makeup. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I made their job a lot harder that night for sure. Trying to think of anything else. Um, yeah, and I think I brought that too with like maybe less the why not line, but the, um, the are you gonna shoot me? I definitely wanted yeah. to play that really flirty. Um, <laughs> with the are you gonna shoot me line i think i mentioned this earlier um in the script i take my mask off there Mm -hmm. and i'm supposed to like show them that i'm a human like i'm supposed to bring that humanity back to the character that like makes um lewis's character like not want to shoot this person like it's no longer somebody with a mask yeah so i think but at the same time then you don't get like the momentum of the grand reveal in the end right um which is kind of like why they decided, I think I shot it like one time with taking the mask off or at least blocked it that way. And they decided that you should keep your mask on. But I know that there was a lot of confusion like in theaters and like a lot of people would ask me like, why didn't he shoot you? Like that was so dumb. And I'm like, well, in the script, it was more like he didn't shoot me because he saw that I was a human being and it's a lot harder to shoot a human being than it is Mm -hmm. a masked menace. Like once you you know put take the lack of humanity off you know it makes it harder um so like i don't know that was just one of those kind of like rock on a hard place things because i don't know if that was the right decision but in the end like when you look at how you know movies and the energy especially in horror is supposed to work like it did kind of need that big reveal in the end yeah because we because we don't get the reveal of her in the first movie so i think like um, I do think like waiting till the end was like a good call, but at the same time, I almost wonder like, cause I think that was one of my quaffs with the movie was the fact that he didn't shoot you. I was like, yeah. shooter, shooter. Cause I shooter. like, if I was in that situation, yeah. Like if I was in that situation and someone had just stabbed my sister, oh, there would no, there would be no fucking like compromising what, so I would shoot her in like two seconds. Like I just remembered too. That whole thing, like where I'm in the trailer and like I'm under a blanket and like Kenzie mm. like hears something and like goes in. We have like a whole dialogue. I was like supposed to be pretending to be a baby or like a oh. child who's like family left or like got killed by the strangers. So she comes in to like comfort me. That oh. whole Jack in the Box thing, jump scare, that was CGI'd in. That bitch was not there when I was filming. Really? Yeah, I was like, oh, look. <laughs> all right (laughs) wow it was so hot it was the middle of summer that we did shoot during the day i do remember like it was daylight there we just had like all the windows blacked out i think that was like one of my i think that may have been the last scene i shot but i was that i had to get as small as possible under this blanket for the shot to work and i would stay there for like 
probably like 10 to 15 minutes at a time and then like we had this fight sequence afterwards I think and I'm like I can't feel my joints (laughs) (laughs) hot blankets sweating my ass off in a mask I like my air supply is so cut off you don't even know I'm trying to get out like my joints are locked up and I'm like oh I'm gonna get you like (laughs) Here I come. Come back here. <laughs> hobbling, hobbling out from behind my blanket. Your joints are all like cracking and oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the mic picked up all kinds of like horrible noises from my Oh god. Oh my gosh. Poor, poor, poor me. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Um this is like one of those things. It was like walking out in the woods and like being abandoned there. I'm like, how long? Can we roll? Can we roll, please? Like, well, you were telling. Well, you told me the last time that we talked to you told me a story about how, which was kind of sad. But then when I, like, when I think about like the specific scene that you're referring to, I can't watch this movie without thinking about that story that you told me. You told me because I'll let you. I'll let you explain. I'm just trying to like remind you of like what story you told me because there's the scene where Bailey's running to go to the cop, and you said that there was like a scene where you're standing there behind that bush watching her, and you told me like a story behind that. And now every time I watch that scene, I can't get that like story out of my head of what you told me, which I'm like, oh, it's yeah. so sad. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a sad story, um, but in that scene in particular, I mean, just like to set the stage, we've talked a lot about it. It was um the summer before my senior year of high school all my friends were like together like doing all these kinds of like last hurrah things before we all went in different directions and I get really bad FOMO and like I was so excited to like be on set and to like start this new career and all this stuff but at the same time it was like very isolating like I was 18 I really had never like lived away from home and you know I was like very much like alone all summer, you know, in my trailer alone or like at my cousin's kind of alone because they were all asleep when I got home to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. And like they were all gone when I got up to go to work, work in the ap- late, late, late afternoon. Um, so I was just like very alone. And like, you know, I loved going to set because that meant I could be around people. But for the most part, I was like just. I don't know. I got very lonely and I was like yeah. behind this bush and it all started hitting me. And I was like, Oh no. And I'm crying behind the bush in my mask. <laughs> and it was like definitely like I didn't have to do much. I just had to like stand there. So I'm like, I don't even think I was mic'd up. So I'm like, I'm just gonna stand here and like cry a little bit. And they can just shoot and like Bailey Madison can just run back and forth. And I'm just gonna stand here and cry. I'm not gonna know that anything's up. wrong. <laughs> No one's going to know. I'm in a mask. The hair and makeup people probably took it off and they're like, oh my gosh, you sweat a lot. (laughs) Yeah, sweat. That's what that is, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my own tears. It's fine. No, it's actual sweat. Yeah, that's what we'll say. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask you, I was like, did they have you mic'd up during that? Because imagine the sounds that they probably caught. You're like... (laughs) (laughs) I was going very quietly. So I was probably like soundless. Oh, I I've done that just before. Let them fall, just letting the tears fall. Yeah, I just think I just imagine them like in like the the sound place wherever they're at behind the scenes, and they're just like, "What is that noise?" Like they can hear, it and it's like, <laughs> and they're like, "What is that?" <laughs> I just Emma having like an existential crisis because she 
recognize that this is like the most pivotal part of her life and she's very <laughs> overwhelmed. <laughs> Feels very isolated. Just that, guys. That's just the sound of that. <laughs> yeah, no, like <laughs> it's called crying. It's called tears, guys. <laughs> Everybody doesn't want to, everyone has their limits, okay? <laughs> you made me walk all the way out in the woods one day. You made me sweat under a blanket another day. I've had I've had it, guys. <laughs> I'm crying behind the bush. Look what you yeah. did. <laughs> Look what you guys made me do. Oh man. Um, yeah, that that was also what I was gonna bring up as well. Um, just a quick like point, because yeah, because you told me, as you said before, like you were in your last year of high school when you got this role. So like it must have been like difficult to kind of um, as you said, like do both things at the same time, like be in this like huge movie but also kind of try to still be a kid in a sense at the same time yeah Yeah. I mean I definitely did I remember that summer um me and my group of friends we would hike a lot um and we called it like the Percy Jackson um book club and we would read Percy Jackson books we each like decided like who our like our demigod parent would be and they all said (laughs) oh Emma's Dionysus because she likes to party and I'm like all right (laughs) I'll, I'll take, take it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I have like other talents and stuff, but I'll take mine. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm one mom at heart. But, um, and then, yeah, we would hike and we would sword fight in the woods <laughs> and read Percy Jackson. That's so fun. So, like, it, that was like, you know, I, I always have this thing because like my like acting and like people who regard me as like an important person, it's like, I, I always say, I mean a lot to a small group of people. Um, in that sense. Um, I'm sure yeah. I mean, I mean a lot, a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. But um, as far as like acting in the strangers go, it's like, some people are like, oh my God, you. And then like, some people are like, never heard of that. Anyway. <laughs> who, who, what's the, you're like, have you ever seen the strangers? Period? What's that? I don't know what that yeah. is. <laughs> my friends are always trying to hype me up. Um, and they're like, oh, like, like when they're being my wingman and stuff, it's like, oh, this is Emma. Like, she was in a movie. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, what movie? I'm like, have you ever seen The Strangers Pray at Night? And they're like, no. And I'm like, it's on Netflix. <laughs> they're like, watch I may not check it out. Probably not. And I'm like, okay. Nice meeting you, too. <laughs> All right. Like, I lead, I lead a very normal life. Like, a dog walker and a nanny. And I teach acting classes and do wine tastings. Like, girl, I, I so love that jobs. for you. I love that I for you. Uh, but I no, I love I that for you. Though. My days, like, it's fun. <laughs> it's a fun life. Um, I lead a very normal life. Sorry, you were uh, saying you spend your days, it, and then I, and then it like, uh, I think it lagged again. So I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I, I'm a very, I'm a very normal person with very normal person jobs. I don't, I'm broke. <laughs> um, I went on a big trip last week with my a bunch of my friends from college to um, Chicago and Wisconsin, and just blew all my money. Uh, it happens. So I'm back to being broke. <laughs> it happens. I would I would do it all again. I would do it all again. I saw Mayday Parade. We went to awesome. an emo night, DJ concert, Friday Fine. night. I mean, like going back to my roots as like a pop punk scene kid. You're making uh, me so jealous with all this stuff. <laughs> I do fun things. I do yeah. I have fun. I have fun when I'm not working one of my six jobs. Um, 
<laughs> trying to make it an actress. I have fun sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, like, even in college, it was weird, like, especially the premiere um, and, like, seeing trailers come out and, like, getting, like, all these new followers. And even now, if you, like, look in my tagged photos, it's, like, this weird mix of, like, just, like, very sorority girl kind of, like, lunch and brunch with friends and then, like... Or like she's gonna stab you to death, like blood everywhere. Like what must people think? I and, love like, it. Um, uh, what were like? What was your? What was like your favorite experience, like on set that you can think of? Like what was the best experience that you've had on that film? Um, I mean the rap party was a lot of fun because I was eighteen and was in this dive bar with like. <laughs> everyone and yeah. you know we kind of got to like let loose a little bit and um I couldn't drink because I wasn't old enough but I was like watching everyone I'm like I'm gonna pretend like, yes <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun I remember having a lot of fun at the rap party um and then I'm trying to think of like filming wise what I really enjoyed um I mean, that first night on set was great. When the dog was on set, I loved. Mm-hmm. That was that was honestly a really good night. Because um, in between takes, like, every, like the dog would finish acting. We'd, like, everyone would run to the dog if they weren't oh. doing anything. I think his name was Zeus. Oh. Um, he was a great dog. So sweet. And there's, like, a story Damien tells all the time where, like, I was over petting the dog. And he came up. He's like, oh, Johannes needs you um, on set. <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know why you must have like a question or something. Cause like, I'm not in this scene. Yeah. Um, so I run over to Johannes. I'm like, yo, what's up? And he's like, nothing. How about you? And I'm like, Damien said that, Damien said that you needed me. He was like, no. And I was like, no. Okay. <laughs> so I run back and Damien's like, oh yeah, I just tricked you so I could get some alone time with the dog. I was like, you are Aww. such a dick. <laughs> you, you little, I'm going to get you for this. I never got him for it. We're just, like, we just bully each other on social media. All in good fun. All in good fun. I, I love him. He's such a great guy. Um, but we've always, uh, we, we have, we, this is kind of our just being mean to each other on social media. Always fun when it's all in good fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's all never, no, never any low blows, but he's a, you know, he's really dry. He's just like, has this very dry sense of humor. And he reminds me a lot of like my family because a lot of them have like a very similar sense of humor. So like I can take it and I can dish it right back out. And I'm there you go. Anyway, but it, it created a really fun rapport and, you know, I think we've had a lot of fun. That's good. I'm, I'm like, I'm super happy to hear that, you know, for it being um, one of your first like films, like big films, that it was a good experience for you overall. Um, yeah. And other than that time in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that was a low moment for me, but. <laughs> that was more of just like life. And that wasn't really just like that experience specifically. It was just like, everything was hitting me about like life and like knowing that like this huge chapter was opening up for me and like yeah i also close another one uh there's this big life moment behind a book and a mask with a knife yeah i and i'll never i'll never like i said i'll never be able to watch that scene the same again without knowing that like like it kind of makes me chuckle 
in a in a way but it also kind of makes me sad because I was like Emma was kind of having like a moment during the scene but then it's also kind of funny to like just imagine like during this big serious scene where you're supposed to be stalking Bailey Madison like you were just like (laughs) tears falling and yeah oh my gosh and that like one thing like perked up because we had like a little bit of a lull because the cop had to put on um prosthetics to get the the cavitation right yeah so those prosthetics are so good there's pictures of me going like both my thumbs up next to him like with his neck open they were so cool and it was Damien's birthday and um so that that honestly was a really good night too overall other than the bush moment um (laughs) I thought I was gonna puke when I saw that prosthetic something about slits bother me I can stab all day long but like slitting yeah really does not set right with me oh my gosh and I thought I could handle needles um I was like working Mm -hmm. um like this live demo at a plastic surgeon's office Thursday Mm -hmm. and um I was like filming this demo and they were like in this girl's chest with a needle just like moving it about and I was like had to get close up like doing an Instagram live and I was like oh don't throw up on the lady do not throw up on this nice lady like it was nasty anyway I can handle most of these but it's like slits Slits can't do it (laughs) and needles I had one take to get it right. I had one take to get the motion right and like get it at the right part of the neck. And I practiced that poor guy. I'm like, can you just stand still for a while? I'm like, does this look okay? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Am I'm I like doing a, little, right? a little higher. A little, I'm like, all right, a little higher. And I'm like, better? And they're like, okay, now walk 50 feet, 50 yards, will you? And then come up, walk up briskly and do that exact same motion perfectly again. You have one take, go. And I'm like, okay, nice. Uh, and like, what what happened? Like I was, cause when the, it was closed, you could, it looked like a normal neck, but when it was open, like have blood. Ooh, yeah. And then yeah. they had like these tubes, they had these tubes. So at the moment I did it, like, like blood everywhere. Oh. And so I had to get it right. Like the timing had to be perfect. All of it had to like go off without a hitch and it's all on my shoulders. <clears throat> One take we did it, I was like, oh God, I'm going to pass out. I was like, I'm in a panic attack. I'm not going to split his throat right. <laughs> You're like, thank God that. You were like, thank God that went the way it did. <laughs> Dear Lord, please help me to slit this poor cop throat open right on the first try. Thank you. <laughs> Yours truly, Emma. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Lots of prayers. um i was gonna i was gonna ask you um as far as like other things go like i know that we spent the majority of this conversation talking about the strangers but i was wondering if there were any other future projects that you could maybe um i don't obviously not go into detail because that's very how that can be but do you have like any any exciting like upcoming um projects yeah i have a short film coming out about um a mother I play a mother and my beautiful daughter is played by my lovely niece, Eden. Um, it's filmed by Michael Skeins. Um, he does a lot of work for HBO. Um, anyway, so I think that's on the editing board. We, we shot it a while back, but he's getting it scored right now. So that'll be out soon. Um, yeah, it's about a young mother trying to put her, her little baby to sleep and she's being terrorized by 
an entity that she keeps catching on her baby can. Oh, they're scary. That's Sounds really cool. Um, but I'm really excited to, you know, see that. Uh, but uh, yeah, also I'm working on, on a project. It's in development right now, so I wish I had a better timeline to give you guys. Um, but it's key, it's called, called the Kiamichi Project. And it uh, <laughs> it's about Sasquatch. And Ooh. super gory, super creepy, super fun. Um there might be, might be, fingers crossed, a little stranger's reunion. Could be fun. Don't quote me on anything. Um, this is not a legally binding statement. But do get excited for that. Um, I'm super excited for it. Uh, for some blood and monsters and good old fun. Yes. Oh, that's exciting. I'm really... Um... <clears throat> I'm really excited for you. Like, I'm excited to see like where um, your career goes and all that. Cause it's, I mean, to, to start out in such a big movie like that, I'm, I'm excited to see where else you're, you're going to go. And it seems like you have some yeah. really, really exciting projects coming up and I'm, I'm like really excited to see them. So um, it's, it's exciting. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited and honored that you wanted to come on to this episode to chat with me about this movie. So yeah. thank you. Oh yeah, my pleasure. And you know, it really means a lot that you think of me as as a friend and you know, as a normal person because I am. I am a very humble person for someone who's so hot, funny, <laughs> talented, <intelligent>, talented, <laughs> put together, just put together the full package, guys. Triple, triple threat, singing, dancing. Modeling, modeling. Action, ventriloquy, uh, <laughs> basket, underwater basket weaving, magic <laughs> uh, throwing, throwing <laughs> painting. There you go. Uh, yeah. There you go. The art, art collecting, antiquing. Girl, you've just unicycles. got like you've got the total package. You really do. The one thing is, I can't ride a bike, so that's really the only <laughs> thing wrong with me. Well, can, can you ride a scooter <gasps> yes those electric yeah. scooters are so fun to ride around town you should come visit sometime and we will ride around salt lake city on some electric scooters and that would be so fun <laughs> <laughs> oh i cannot wait <laughs> um, we, don't have we don't have electric scooters i think we have like the city bikes actually no we do have the scooters we do because i've seen people riding i'm like i would like to do that those are fun we're yeah and do that but I never have oh, so maybe they're so fun <laughs> yes <laughs> um is there anything is there anything else you want to talk about like with the strangers or anything like that any other laugh any other final uh things that you want to talk about so um I have mentioned previously I am broke so should you just be going about your tasks during the day put on strangers parent night on Netflix just put it on a loop you can mute it yeah. um but the more you watch it, the bigger my check from SAG will be. And I need it. Like, if you saw my bank account, you would be shocked. <laughs> it's appalling. And these gas prices, they are not my friend right now. Um, so stream it just as much as you can. Just yes. as much as you can. This is me humbly asking you <laughs> to give me money. <laughs> <laughs> and I will humbly endorse that as well. Yeah. 
give her <laughs> give her the money she deserves guys because she is a talent so i will say nobody mail me money that's not what i'm saying please <laughs> don't please, venmo please. her <laughs> not venmo me i i am above that i'm not above asking you guys to just stream it in the background of your life but please do not send me money i'm gonna be fine i live in my parents basement. they will make sure i don't start <laughs> you're like i'm well but taken care of guys I'm trying to get out of the basement though. So keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, one last thing. Uh, would you like to plug your um, main Instagram page? Like where people can find you on Instagram and all that real quick. Yeah. Um, so my Instagram is just my name, Emma Bellamy, B-E-L-L-O-M-Y, no dots, no dashes, no numbies. Um, just at Emma Bellamy with an O. Um, and then my Twitter, ooh, I believe... I made my Twitter when I was 14. So <laughs> it's okay. It's Emma Bell 24. So Emma E-M-M-A-B-E-L-L 24. Uh, I can't think of, I'm not going to plug my TikTok. If you all want to come and find <laughs> me, I don't want you to. I'm just, nobody should find that. <laughs> I want to find that. <laughs> no, no, no one find it. No. <laughs> um... Don't look for me there. <laughs> oh gosh thank you so much emma like this is so this was such an honor and a privilege and such a blast to talk with you i feel as i stated before i think the first time we talked was (laughs) about three hours i don't i don't think either one of us were expecting to talk that long but like we, we, I don't know. We just had so much to say, specifically One Tree Hill. I think we talked a lot about that. Went, we were on that topic for a while. <laughs> yes, we were. Um, but just like the last conversation, I feel like this conversation was just so much fun. Um, looking forward to, I would love to have you on again um, at some point for like future films that you do and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And even maybe have you come on to discuss The Strangers Pray at Night in general, like through like yeah. a whole... Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Oh, we just had a, a, what was it, the five-year anniversary? Three-year? Four-year? Four-year anniversary. Holy crap, I feel so, like, that feels like it was just yesterday when that movie came out. I know. I was like, oh, I really have been out of work for a while. Jeez. I gotta get back to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah, the anniversary, it was March 9th. Um real fun day i've i've had fun um every year celebrating that day with everyone so i'm just glad you yes. again i think there's something else i was gonna say but yeah great time <laughs> uh hope hopefully you know whoever's listening to this podcast can you know go back and, and listen and watch the strangers from a whole new perspective yes the most important perspective mine the only one that matters <laughs> people only don't listen to Damien. He does not know what he's talking about. <laughs> listen to me. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm hoping to get you on for a future episode very soon. So all the listeners look out for that. Um, yeah, you can find Emma on Twitter, Instagram, and you can find me at the We Love Horror Podcast. Um, just We Love Horror Podcast on Instagram. Um, I do have a Twitter. I don't really use it though. I don't know. I have one, but I don't use it. <laughs> but you can find me on there too. Um, and yeah, you guys just uh, check out the strangers pray at night. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you, Emma. I know I've said this like five times, but I'm just so appreciative that you 
took the time out of your day to do this. So thank you again. Um, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.